0: Listen to them, children of the night, what music they make. There are things that go bump in the night, and we are the ones who bump back. I see dead people. Somewhere in the cosmos... Perhaps, Intelligent Life may be watching these lights of ours, aware of what they mean. Or do our lights wander a lifeless cosmos? I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with General Secretary Gorbachev. I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held.
1: If suddenly there was a threat to this world from another planet,
0: Outside in the universe Well, I don't suppose we can wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us But I think that between us, we can bring about that realization Hello and welcome, Crypt Keepers Welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Cryptique As always, Ryan and I bring you stories of the paranormal Hidden history, forbidden knowledge, conspiracy theories, and even folklore we kindly ask that you subscribe, rate, and review, along with telling all of your friends about the show. If you like movies, and who doesn’t, check out Ryan’s movie review podcast Movie How. He and his buddy Joe review movies past and present, and you can find it everywhere you find cryptique. If you like True Crime, check out Exploring Evil, which brings you cases of lesser-known serial killers, occult murders, and some murders with a paranormal twist. You can also find that everywhere you find cryptique. You're probably asking yourself, what cryptique could possibly have to do with Christmas? Well, what are we talking
1: about tonight? Tonight we are talking about Krampus. The Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure in Central and Eastern Alpine folklore who, during the Christmas season, scares children who have misbehaved. Assisting St. Nicholas the pair visit children on the night of the 5th of December, with St. Nicholas rewarding the well-behaved children with modest gifts such as oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolate, while the bad-behaving ones are punished by Krampus with birch rods.
0: The origin of the figure is unclear. Some folklorists and anthropologists have postulated it is having pre-Christian origins. In traditional parades and in such events as the Krampus Loft, which means Krampus Run, Young men participate dressed as the Krampus and attempt to scare the audience with their antics. Such events occur annually in most Alpine towns. Krampus is featured on holiday greeting cards called Krampusgarten. So, if you're not familiar with what we mean by Alpine towns, we're basically talking about uh, high elevation towns in the Alps. So, Austria, Germany some Eastern Bloc countries, I guess, have a little bit of uh, tradition of the Krampus, mm-hmm. but um, maybe Switzerland? Is that Alpine territory?
1: I think it, yeah. I think it borders it, doesn't it? Maybe we're showing our ignorance here on geography. But yeah, it's something I very much associate with sort of like German and Austrian culture. I remember as a kid learning about the Krampus and thinking that that made a lot of sense that there'd be a negative counterpart to Santa Claus, that it's not just, you know, the coal in your stocking thing. Uh, it makes a lot more sense to have a creature like this. I, I kind of like that a little bit. That it's like something good happens if you're good, and something bad happens if you're bad. Um, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think I think American society would be better if we had Krampus.
0: <laughs> yeah, kids would certainly listen better, at least when they're they're young. <laughs> yeah, if you if you look in the morning and
1: it's like the presents all say Krampus, you're like, oh shit, oh, right. maybe.
0: Well, I mean, do you I... want a new bike this year or do you want to get beat by a birch <laughs> stick? <laughs> you pick. Yep. So <laughs> since 1984, the character has become better known globally. And I had not learned of Krampus as a kid. I don't remember when I figured it out, but I was definitely old enough to know that it was most likely not real hmm yeah i never thought that it was real
1: i learned about it after you know after i learned that santa wasn't real mm. spoiler alert what <laughs> i learned about it um probably from my family because we do have some german ancestry going pretty mm-hmm. far back a lot of german and irish my one my my great grandmother we call Grossmutter. you know gross mm-hmm. booter, so I mean, that's that's probably why somebody told me about that. But
0: well, my great, great grandpa and uh, some of his family came over from Germany in 1849, and they did not bring any stories of the Krampus with them. And that would have been kind of cool growing up to, you know, hear, you know, like you said about uh, Santa's dark friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's basically bad cop, good cop, or like having, you know, the mom, you know, like your dad threatens to Mm -hmm. hit you, but he doesn't, but your mom does. (laughs) It's one of those situations.
0: It's been portrayed in Hollywood films, horror films and horror comedy films, one of which I watched last night for research. It was called Krampus Origins. Mm -hmm. And I thought, eh, you know, obviously it's not a documentary, but it would be interesting to maybe bring some stuff from that film to the podcast and oh man it was rough it was an hour and 22 minutes and it felt a lot longer but you know it's listed as a horror comedy Mm -hmm. which i don't really get into horror comedies i prefer just straight you know scary movies but in this one towards the end first of all the special effects were terrible and the krampus was like wearing a helmet where all you could see was his eyes of fire. Hmm. And that was kind of disappointing because in the uh, cover art, it has, you know, a more traditional kind of demonic goat face with horns and stuff. And then it was a totally different character in the movie. But what was hilarious is he had like a five-minute conversation with the uh, female lead who who was the lead in general not just the female lead Mm -hmm. but you know the lead for the whole movie yeah and there were times when myself and my wife and my daughter were cracking up laughing because the way the script was written he would have these epic lines and then he would finish with something very mundane but he would totally emphasize the mundane word. Hmm. So he would, you know, he'd be like, well, since my birth, I have risen from the hellfire and brought Armageddon to this group for real. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like 10 lines in a row of just the most (laughs) mundane um, emphasis on these words yeah, And I mean, overacting. I was laughing so hard I was almost crying. Yeah, you're you're talking about that and it's reminding
1: me of American Psycho. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw that I was in college. I, I don't know why one of my friends just was talking about it. The one night. he kept quoting it and I was like, what are you talking about? This was in grad school, probably. Mm-hmm. And I went and watched it and it was so there are parts of that movie that are so funny to me. <laughs> and I just remember being like it. Are they in on the joke? Is this supposed to be funny? Like, this has to be on purpose, right? Like, some of the way some of these lines are delivered, like the whole... I'm not even going to describe anything in that movie, but it's like, maybe it's that. Maybe they knew there was no way to do this Krampus movie totally straight, so they just threw some of that in there.
0: Well, it was funny because the movie had serious acting in it that wasn't horrible. You know, not everybody that is in B movies is a terrible actor or actress, but it was all straight until that moment when he started, like I said, with the epic, epic lines, <laughs> you know, something that you would hear in the Bible or in Dante's Inferno or something like that, and then finished with something totally plain, but just emphasize the shit out of it, man. Uh-huh. It, so if you want to check that movie out, it is on like Tubi be and mm. uh, some other platforms, but I suggest you fast forward to the part where you see the Krampus who, <laughs> like I said, has this five minute conversation explaining why he does what he does. And, you know, she's yelling back at him. Like you're, you're hurting the children. You're only taking the children. And he's like, I'm taking the children to their doom where my eternal father burns (laughs) below. And I'm like, go, you know, emphasize the stuff that is I can't think of a better term besides epic. It's just hilarious to to hear. Was
1: was this movie in English?
0: Yeah, it was in English.
1: Was it originally in English or was this like dubbed or something?
0: No, it was originally in English. Okay. So I was going to say, like,
1: like, I watched some movies, you know, like anime type movies or Mm. just other foreign films where they've dubbed over stuff. Yeah, you like hentai, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just going right in with that, huh? Just teasing. Go (laughs) ahead. But it's one of those things where it's like if they don't know how to match it up like some phrases are just so much longer and another language is so much shorter yeah i think there's a lot of anime like like there's a lot if you ever watched like old dragon ball z like before they did the kai version where they kind of tightened everything up Mm -hmm. where there's like a lot of you know yelling and like oh kind of noises like that that Mm -hmm. kind of stand in for like some other sound or other speech that would have been happening at that time sure so I'm just wondering if maybe all that emphasis is like making up for the fact that in the original one, they're saying something that's much longer or much shorter. or There's some other noise happening or...
0: No, this one has no excuses. I'm giving them the benefit
1: of the doubt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no excuses. But, you know, it it was funny and it, and it's, it, it's for fun. But the only funny part was about five minutes long out of the, you know, an hour and 22 minutes. But it was... It was what it was, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I guess. So anyway, the origins, the history of the Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions. Discussing his observations in 1975 while in Erdning, a small town in Styria, anthropologist John J. Honigman wrote, The St. Nicholas Festival we are describing incorporates cultural elements widely distributed in Europe, In some cases, going back to pre-Christian times, which basically is kind of short for saying pagan. Mm -hmm. Nicholas himself became popular in Germany, St. Nicholas, that is, around the 11th century. The feast dedicated to this patron of children is only one winter occasion in which children are the objects of special attention. Others being Martinmas, the Feast of the Holy Innocents, and New Year's Day. So we talked about him bringing, you know, at some point... Krampus steals children. Uh, He beats children with sticks. And I think at some point he also did bring coal, but it's kind of switched in the West here where we focus on Santa Claus and the good stuff and him bringing you wonderful things and stuff like that. But, but back then he brought oranges, which I know were more of a delicacy, you know, back in, in the 1700s and, and you know, 1800s, but still it's like, if I filled my kids stockings up with dried fruit, they'd be like, what the fuck dad? Well, and it was something Krampus did. (laughs) Well, it was something that you couldn't get
1: back in the day. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. it was one of those things that, yeah, it was a treat because it was uncommon because of the weather. Like we didn't have supermarkets and stuff like that. I remember my, uh, grandparents and even you know t- talking about like my great-grandparents saying that you know a tr- an orange would be like this really fun thing during Christmas if they could get one or whatever kind of yeah. fruit because you just couldn't get it back then so
0: I guess it's akin to giving kids you know candy in their stocking yeah, yeah it's kind yeah. of been replaced by um, candy canes and stuff like that
1: yeah, it's like, imagine some candy you like that's hard to find, or some drink that's like, I'm kind of cursed, I've gone to these, there's an English shop, and there are certain candies and drinks that I really like there, but it's like, then you can't find them anywhere else. Right. Or like, uh, right now I'm drinking Iron Brew, which is a Scottish soda. Mm. It's like a hundred and something years old, I didn't realize that. Like, I, I I, always picked one up when I went by the shop when I was down there, and I was like, I need to get like a case of that. Nice. And I'm really annoyed to find out that it's three pounds for a six pack in uh-huh. like in the UK, but over yeah. here it's like 10 bucks.
0: Well, I don't know what the exchange rate is, but I imagine that the pounds are worth a little bit more than dollars, but probably not much. I think it's like, a, yeah, I think they're worth like 20, 30% more. Yeah. And England has nothing but banks they have no natural resources or i mean they've got a pretty thriving movie industry i guess but for the most part they really don't have anything except banks but we'll get into that in another episode so mask devils acting boisterously and making nuisances of themselves are known in germany since at least the 16th century while animal masked devils combining dreadful comic antics appeared in medieval church plays A large literature, much of it by European folklorists, bears on these subjects. Austrians in the community we studied are quite aware of heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas customs and in other traditional winter ceremonies. They believe Krampus derives from a pagan supernatural who is assimilated to the Christian devil, which would explain his appearance uh, for the most part. Mm. The Krampus figures persisted, and by the 17th century, Krampus had been incorporated into Christian winter celebrations by pairing Krampus with St. Nicholas. You know, he gets his looks from the devil, and you'll see the the cover art, but you can look up, you know, Google image uh, Krampus, and there's kind of a running theme. Basically, usually two sets of, like, goat horns, kind of a monkey-slash-goatish Face with big fangs, and then he always has like a super long tongue. Mm -hmm. I saw one image where his tongue had to be 10 foot long, and he had wrapped a child up in it and was getting ready to stick it in his basket and go take him and beat him with birch sticks. I guess, yeah. In the aftermath of the 1932 election in Austria, the Krampus tradition was prohibited by the Dolphus regime under the clerical fascist Fatherlands Front, which is vatterlandish front and the christian social party so that's that's interesting that there was a a christian social party in 1932 that's not all that long ago
1: yeah 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 it's interesting how fast things can change Mm -hmm. just i mean because of political things that happen like german i think was the second most spoken language in the u.s before world war one or two mm-hmm and there were like hundreds of German language newspapers. Mm-hmm. And then that became very unfashionable very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah. You think? Yep. Uh, so in the 1950s, the government distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man. And from the article, this is, we are still in Austria. Mm. So they distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man. Well, I would go with evil. I don't know if I would go with man, but they're trying to maybe play it down a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's just a bad dude. It's not like a, you know, demon that comes from hell to snatch children, but.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a, well, duh kind of thing because right. it's supposed to play this villain role. But I guess maybe the point is if you're celebrating mm-hmm. and behaving boisterously, as it says, um, maybe they just are worried about people kind of glorifying that behavior yeah. using the Krampus as almost like a role model.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything kind of goes towards pointing away from Krampus and trying to redirect towards the positive, I would say. Mm. Um, Towards the end of the century, a popular resurgence of Krampus celebrations occurred and continues today. The Krampus tradition is being revived in Bavaria as well, along with the local artistic tradition of hand-carved wooden masks. And you will find these wooden masks in the, the Duck, Duck Go image searches, and some of them are really amazing. I mean, they are very detailed, and you can tell that the artists were very skilled and spent a lot of time crafting these masks. In 2019, there were reports of drunken or disorderly conduct by masked krampuses in some Austrian towns. Imagine that. I have a feeling that there is a lot of alcohol mixed in. (laughs) I mean, what's better than getting drunk and dressing up as a demon and scaring little children on the street?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I come from an Irish family, so some of it's... Drinking a little too much and fist fighting, but it's all part of part of the Christmas experience. It brings you closer. Everybody's friends by the end. Yeah.
0: Right. Although Krampus appears in many variations, most share common physical characteristics. He is hairy, usually brown or black and has cloven hooves and horns of a goat. His long pointed tongue lolls out and he has fangs. And in a lot of descriptions that I found, he has one regular foot and one cloven. and i don't know if that's to symbolize that maybe he's part man and part demon or what do you what are your thoughts on that uh i've never heard that but yeah that does make sense that he kind of
1: straddles the line between the two or maybe that i don't know maybe it's almost like a warning Mm -hmm. like you could become something like this if your behavior doesn't improve who knows well yeah
0: that's a good point also he clicks when he walks across the floor, I guess. So it's hard to sneak up on people when you're tap, 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 tap.
1: He's got to hop on that one human foot.
0: (laughs) Krampus carries chains thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. The chains are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes of more pagan origins are the rooten, bundles of birch branches that Krampus carries and with which he occasionally swats children. Just the occasionally.
1: Rutin,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably more often than not. The rutin may have had significance in pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. The birch branches are replaced with a whip in some representations. Sometimes Krampus appears with a sack or basket strapped to his back. This is to cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the older versions make mention of naughty children being put in the bag and taken away. This quality can be found in other companions of St. Nicholas, such as Zwarte Piet. So I just looked up Zorte Piet, and I'm not positive I'm saying that right, but Mm -hmm. it's just a little short blurb here. So he is the companion of St. Nicholas in the folklore of the Low Countries. So think mountains, Krampus, Low Countries, Zorte Piet. The earliest known illustration of the character comes from an 1850 book by Amsterdam school teacher Jan Schenkman, in which he was depicted as a black moor from Spain Mm in In the picture, I mean, I'm just going to come right out and say it. It's just a black Santa Claus. Mm. Krampusnacht, The Feast of St. Nicholas is celebrated in parts of Europe on the 6th of December. On the preceding evening of the 5th of December, Krampus Night, or Krampuschnacht, the wicked hairy devil appears on the streets, sometimes accompanying St. Nicholas and sometimes on his own. Krampus visits homes and businesses. Hmm businesses. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of businesses I'd like to send the Krampus to. I think the Krampus is probably at a lot of bars. <laughs> probably. E- either in reality or just in dress. So,
1: Yeah, both. You, you never know.
0: So the saint usually appears in the eastern right vestments of a bishop and he carries a golden ceremonial staff. Saint Nicholas in the beginning didn't wear all red with furry adornments to his outfit i guess or mm-hmm. i don't know what you would call it is his, yeah, his kind of a robe or whatever embellishments yeah it's, yeah
1: cuz his his cuffs and whatever else as far as i've always been told that that outfit the red outfit is a marketing thing mhm that it was never how he was depicted as dressing, but it worked well in, like, Coca-Cola ads and things like that.
0: Right, yeah. I feel like uh, I've read somewhere that that's how it started, is in a Coca-Cola ad. But he started off as basically looking like a bishop, and he mm-hmm. wore whatever kind of hat uh, the Pope wears. Is it called a pontiff?
1: I do not know. Well... I know the kind of hat you're talking about. It's like, uh, if you've ever watched um, Euro Trip. It's the one it's the one that <laughs> um Cooper accidentally catches on fire. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's like the big yeah, like big, huge, tall, kind of open at the top. You know, almost like imagine having a big like poster rolled up still and you put it on top of your head so it makes this tall kind of structure. It's it's a little bit like that with a split at the top and some shape to it.
0: Um, It's not something you would probably wear for fashion. Mm. Unlike North American versions of Santa Claus, in these celebrations, St. Nicholas concerns himself only with the good children while Krampus is responsible for the bad. Nicholas dispenses gifts while Krampus supplies coal and the rootin' bundles. Now we're going to get into some German words.
1: Yes, so So. let's butcher some German words. I'll I'll
0: go first. I'll go ahead.
1: Perkton Lauf. I think that, that, that feels good. That sounds good. A seasonal play that spread throughout the Alpine regions known as the Nicholaspiel, or Nicholas play, inspired by Paradise Plays, which focused on Adam and Eve's encounter with a tempter, Nicholas Plays featured competition for the human souls and played on the question of morality. In these Nicholas Plays, St. Nicholas would reward children for scholarly efforts rather than for good behavior. This is a theme that grew in Alpine regions where the Roman Catholic Church had significant influence. Surprise, surprise. There were already established pagan traditions in the Alpine regions that became intertwined with Catholicism. People would masquerade as a devilish figure known as Perked, a two-legged humanoid goat with giraffe-like neck wearing animal furs. That's an interesting creature.
0: Because when I think giraffe, I think terror. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it comes in swinging that big neck around. You ever seen giraffes fight? Didn't know they fought, but I saw a video of it a while
0: back. Yes, they swing their heads like baseball bats. It looks awful.
1: People wore costumes and marched in processions known as Perchtenlaufen, which are regarded as an earlier form of the Krampus runs, and I apologize if uh, I'm butchering this. Also, Krampus runs sounds like a bad sickness you would get after eating on Christmas. <laughs> Uh Perchtenlaufen were looked at with suspicion by the Catholic Church and banned by some civil authorities. Due to sparse population and rugged environments within the Alpine region, the ban was not effective or easily enforced, rendering the ban useless. Eventually, the Perchtenlauf inspired by the Nicholas plays, introduced St. Nicholas and his set of good morals. The Percht transformed into what is now known as the Krampus and was made to be subjected to St. Nicholas' will.
0: So does that mean that St. Nicholas is telling the Krampus who to beat and take to hell. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, it seems
1: like um, you know Saint Nick is sitting there with his spreadsheet, <laughs> and he sorts by bad and emails that off to this this creature. And he's like, "All right,
0: that's your list. I got
1: mine. Let's let's do it."
0: Absolutely. So, Krampusloaf. It is customary to offer a Krampus schnapps. We've all had schnapps. A strong distilled fruit brandy. Kind of gross, but, you know, I guess if you're mixing it with something else or you're a Krampus, eh, it works. <laughs> These runs may include Perkton, similarly wild pagan spirits of Germanic folklore and sometimes female in representation, although the Perkton are properly associated with the period between winter solstice and the 6th of January. Alright, so Krampus Garten. Europeans have been exchanging greeting cards featuring Krampus since the 19th century. Sometimes introduced with gruel vom Krampus, greetings from Krampus. The cards usually have humorous rhymes and poems. Krampus is often featured looming menacingly over children. He is also shown as having one human foot and one cloven foot. In some, Krampus has sexual overtones. He is pictured pursuing bucks and women. And why not?
1: Yeah, why not? Get all sauced up on your schnapps and go to town.
0: Yeah, it might be his one night a year to try and have a good time. You know what? Going in, you know, smacking some bad kids with some sticks and pursuing bucks and women sounds like a good night.
1: Uh hmm
0: over time, the representation of Krampus in the cards has changed. Older versions have a more frightening Krampus, while modern versions have a cuter, more Cupid like creature. Krampus is also adorned postcards and candy containers. And there is a lot of Krampus art out there, and some of it is very well done. A lot of the cards are, you know, really, uh, for lack of a better term, they're really pretty, and a lot of time and effort. And they're very well done. Uh, I would compare them to uh, for a time there was kind of a spike in old movie posters and then like the uh, I'm sure everyone has seen the like framed art of like martini and it would have like a a big martini glass with like a Mm. pretty girl holding on to the stem, you know, or something like that. Um, There's also one that actually does have a devil on it. And I can't think of the brand of liquor. It's probably something very, you know, cinnamony and very hot.
1: Oh, um, you're talking a modern brand? Yeah. Fireball. Yeah. I hate that stuff. Well. Oh, my God. That stuff is dangerous.
0: I think most people. I usually just refer to it as. (laughs) Yeah. I refer
1: to it as blackout because I have a lot of friends who'll (laughs) drink it and they're like, what happened last night? And I was like, I don't know. I left. I left when you, when you brought that stuff out. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. They'll say, well, I couldn't have been too drunk. I drove home from the party and they're like, the party was at your house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That stuff tastes like you melted down red hots.
0: Yeah. Gross. And that's
1: it. It's supposed to be whiskey, but you can't taste any whiskey in it. it's, it's horrific. Anyway, yes, that's the one
0: that has like a devil on it. There's an awful lot of flavors out there that I just don't understand, like black licorice. Haven't we passed that yet? I mean, I still see black licorice like at, you know, local pharmacies and stuff like that. And I'm like, I I, I can't believe anybody would buy this stuff when you have all this wonderful candy surrounding it. And then they just pick yeah. out. The- I actually told my daughter uh, <laughs> she had a an enemy, I guess you would say that she drew for her secret Santa list. And he had a bunch of candy written down and I'm like, just give him a bunch of black licorice.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Why would you eat that in a world where like Toblerones
0: exist? Right. Exactly. (laughs) So for regional variations in styria, the root and bundles are presented by Krampus to families. The twigs are painted gold and displayed year round in the house a reminder to any child who has temporarily forgotten about the Krampus. In smaller, more isolated villages, the figure has other beastly companions, such as the antlered wild man figures, and St. Nicholas is nowhere to be seen. These Styrian companions of Krampus are called Schabmanner or Rahen. A toned-down version of Krampus is part of the popular Christmas markets in Austrian urban centers like Salzburg. In these more tourist-friendly interpretations, Krampus is more humorous than fearsome. North American Krampus celebrations are a growing phenomenon. Would you ever go to a Krampus run? Like, say you didn't have to drive, you know, 100 miles or something like that. If they had one in, <laughs> go, in your Go all the way to the tunnel. Alps. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, um, that
0: might be, I'd go to the Alps, sure. Better than Indianapolis or something. <laughs> We just lost all our Indiana fans. We, yeah,
1: the one guy who was there. <laughs> he just woke up surrounded by empty fireball bottles. Was like, on, forget this. What happened last <laughs> night?
0: Dude, you turned into the Krampus. It was messed up.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go to one, at least for the beginning. Then when the fireball comes out, I'd go home.
0: <laughs> one thing I did find is that at these Krampus runs, I mean, you can go to a Halloween Store and buy a crappy Krampus costume. But in the photographs that I've seen of Krampus runs, they're usually very well done. Uh, You know, we mentioned the uh, wooden masks, but the rest of their outfit or costume or whatever is also very well done. You know, it's Mm. very ornate and accurate as to what we've described. Whereas on Halloween, you have some people that you know, cut out two eye holes in a sheet and say they're a ghost. These Krampus costumes are very nice.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, I've never seen them. I'll have to look some of these up afterward.
0: In most parts of Slovenia, whose culture was greatly affected by Austrian culture, Krampus is called Parkolge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I it, mean, that that's my best approximation.
0: I, I mean, German, I, can, I can German's I can bad enough, my... but, you know, I, I don't... Yeah. I don't know, is Slovenian, is that a language? Um,
1: Who knows? You know what, I'm not even going to answer anything. I don't know, I don't want to make a fool out of myself, but I did just hit the little like uh, text-to-speech thing on my computer and it pronounced it the same way you did, so. Fantastic. Apple says it's pronounced that way, so it's that's good enough.
0: Blame Apple. He's one of the companions of the Slovenian form of St. Nicholas. In many parts of Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around his waist and chains around his neck, ankles, and wrists. As part of a tradition, when a child receives a gift from St. Nicholas, he is given a golden branch to represent his good deeds throughout the year. However, if the child has misbehaved, Krampus will take the gifts for himself and leave only a silver branch to represent the child's bad acts.
1: Hmm. So let's get a more holistic look at the legend of the Krampus. So Krampus in Central European legends is a half-goat, half-demon monster that punishes misbehaving children at Christmas time. He's the devilish companion of Saint Nicholas. Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany and his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Krampus was thought to have been part of pagan rituals for the winter solstice. According to legend, he is the son of hell, the Norse god of the underworld. With the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas, despite efforts by the Catholic Church to ban him. The creature and St. Nicholas are said to arrive on the evening of December 5th, or Krampus knocked, as we said before. While St. Nicholas rewards nice children by leaving presents, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks, birch specifically, as we found Mm -hmm. out. In some cases, he is said to eat them or take them to hell. On December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, children awaken to find their gifts or nurse their injuries. Festivities involving Krampus include Loft, which we talked about before, which involves alcohol, people dressed as the creature parading through the streets and scaring spectators, and sometimes chasing them. Beginning in the late 20th century, amid efforts to preserve cultural heritage, Krampus runs became increasingly popular in Austria and Germany. During this time, Krampus began to be celebrated internationally, and the monster's growing appeal was evidenced by numerous horror films. Some claim that the expanding popularity of Krampus was a reaction to the commercialization of Christmas.
0: I also read that, and it kind of goes without saying, I guess, but during the Krampus runs, a lot of women are grabbed in inappropriate ways because you have this uh, sort of synchronicity of alcohol and uh, anonymity, I guess, by being dressed up as the Krampus. So there are some really bad Krampuses out there. So watch out if you go to a Krampus loft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's
1: one of those things where I can imagine you feeling like you have carte blanche to do Mm -hmm. something like that. If you're like out there, you're on your fifth schnapps Mm -hmm. and you've got your like really awesome wooden Krampus mask and things like that. Although I would throw on a disposable one if I was going to do something bad. If so I'm like, I'm going to go teepee <laughs> this guy's house that I don't like. I'm going to throw on one that's like, I'm just going to throw it away afterwards. Right. Not my super nice hand carved wooden one where people recognize it.
0: I'll put on my Frank the Bunny costume for that one.
1: Speaking of costumes, I just as a side note and Christmas related. I went to Walgreens the other day mm-hmm. and apparently the Walgreens near my house had a dress like your favorite Christmas character day. <laughs> So there were some people who wore, you know, like a particular shirt or, you know, whatever, some kind of accessories that reminded them of whoever they were dressing up as. Mm -hmm. And then there was one girl in the pharmacy department wearing a full body Grinch suit.
0: Nice. She was actually working in the pharmacy. department. Yes. Yeah. Mm. She was
1: at when I went back there to pick something up. She was at the window, like talking to somebody at the drive up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the girl that was helping me, I was like, is she she's wearing a. Am I okay? And she's wearing a full body suit. And she's like, yeah, but because nobody was reacting to it. But yeah. It was like a full body, had the fur texture, had like a hood that you would pull up and it had the mask and everything. It had the heart growing.
0: Nice. Some side effects may include the hallucinations of the Grinch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, did I just, did I get a bad flu shot this year? Yeah. Like,
0: what is going on? Did you have any questions for the Grinch? I, I mean, pharmacist? <laughs> so we've got 25 terrifying facts about Krampus to give you nightmares. All right, number 25, the demon, the myth, the legend. Found primarily in Austria and across the German-speaking Alpine region, Krampus is a demonic character strongly resembling that of Satan and is a crucial part of the holiday season. All right, go ahead. Twenty-four. The morning
1: after, the day after Krampus knocked, is Nicholas Dog, which I, <laughs> oh man! If we have anybody listening from Germany, please just tell us it's okay. <laughs> please email in or Saint Nicholas Day. This is the very same Saint Nicholas whose Dutch name stink. stink. <laughs> it's not stinker ass. Don't say stinker ass. <laughs> This is the very same St. Nicholas whose Dutch name, Sinterklaas, evolved into Santa Claus. So for those children who survived the night of Krampus, presents can be enjoyed the next day.
0: Everybody loves presents. Number 23, he sees you when you're sleeping. December 5th is Krampusnacht, a day dedicated to Krampus. Today, that usually looks like men and boys dressing up in masks and costumes to run through the town in a Krampus run. But the legend tells of a night of terror when Krampus would visit each house. Sometimes he would leave a bundle of sticks for naughty children and sometimes he would beat them with Number 22.
1: Krampus is coming to town. Krampus brings a kind of yin-yang bounce to Christmas as Saint Nick's Dark Companion. He was originally a pagan creation thought to be the son of Hell from Norse mythology. But since the 17th century, the two have been linked during the holiday. Traditionally, costume figures of the two visit houses together on Krampusnacht. Saint Nick brings gifts; Krampus brings the pain.
0: Like Method Man.
1: <laughs> Number twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that
0: song, "Bring the Pain" by Method yeah. Man? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a that's
0: a good reference. <laughs> All right. Number twenty-one. Mind the sticks. lops can be dangerous places if you don't know what to expect. The demon of legend would whip people with his birch bundle, and the costumers don't hold back either. Onlookers have been terrorized and ended up being chased and gone home with bruised shins. But it's all in good fun, right? At least they only go for the shins.
1: 20. Costumes. Krampus costumes vary, but usually revolve around something like a devil, bats, or goats. The demon is said to have protruding horns and a long tongue. He also sports one human foot and one cloven foot, and no one is entirely sure why.
0: But you brought up a great point about the uh, sort of transformation or evolution into a creature like this. So I don't know. I mean, I think that has to be the answer as to why.
1: Maybe. Maybe I'm onto something.
0: I think you are. 19. You better watch out. To remind children to stay on their best behavior during the year, some people decorate their houses with a bundle of golden birch twigs.
1: Eighteen fascists hate him, which sounds like a clickbaity title that you'd see in an ad on your <laughs> Google search results. When Austria was under fascist rule between 1934 and 1938, Krampus was banned, seen as a symbol of sin, anti-Christian ideals, and social democrats. The government forbade Krampus dances and pledged to arrest
0: customers if seen. See, that's a perfect example of uh, the media leaning one way or the other. It's like. No, the Democrats are Krampuses. You got to watch out. (laughs) This was the original uh, lizard people. So (laughs) I just think that's funny because political parties will go to any lengths to defame their rivals no matter who they are. So it's like, you know, I can see the uh, Republicans. I I don't know what the other, you know, uh, political parties were in Austria at the time, but I don't know. It's just so funny to me just to think about like a. That it was politicized all the way back then. Like a commercial with a Krampus running around. And, you know, obviously the fascist rule is going to be very iron fisted in uh, saying, no, oh, no, these, these Democrats are Krampuses. You got to watch out. Mm hmm. So. Number 17, artistic flair. A lot of effort goes into the Krampus costumes each year, especially the masks. They are usually hand-carved from wood by specialist artisans. Antique Krampus masks can even be found in museums across Europe. And I got to say, if I love masks, first of all. I have a big collection of masks. Uh, Some of them are famous. You know, like I really like the Scream mask and Mm. i have like a roman a real metal roman gladiator mask and a bane mask and you know they're all kind of on display but uh it would be a lot of fun i think to be an artisan mask maker that gets to focus on something like this and can actually you know make a living doing this kind of art because again I suggest that you guys you know duck duck go image search uh, these Krampus Mm -hmm. masks because they're they're really fantastic and I have no idea how much one would cost but they look like they've had a lot of time effort and skill invested in them
1: Mm -hmm. you can probably find something like it on Etsy
0: I'm sure you could but
1: they may not be the handcrafted ones maybe they're like 3d printed or something but you might be able to get something pretty unique, mm-hmm. maybe something worth worth displaying. Number sixteen, you're invited. For revelers who wish Halloween was celebrated longer, take heart. The U.S. and Canada have a burgeoning Krampus scene across its major cities. Los Angeles holds traditional Krampus runs, and the Morbid Anatomy Museum in Brooklyn hosts a yearly Krampus-themed costume party,
0: just to name a few. I would love to do a live show from the Morbid Anatomy Museum in Brooklyn. I know. <laughs> That's such that's so good.
1: <laughs> I just that's such a great name. You don't need any kind of like a catchphrase, right? You know, there's there's no uh, there's no tagline that has to go below <laughs> that. It's like you know what you're getting into, right? right?
0: Number fifteen. He has a catchphrase. Krampus has been featured in several different forms of media across the times. One rather unflattering version was as a boss in an arcade game called Carnival. Have you ever heard of that one? No. It's probably a a, well, no, it says an arcade game. So I guess it it was, you know, in arcades, a a full what what do you call them? Just like a box cabinet cabinet game. okay. and I imagine that, you know, they were much more prevalent in, you know, the countries and areas where Krampus was more popular. So,
1: yeah, some of these games are they, they some of them just didn't travel hmm it's one of those things where it's just you just don't find them one of the games that i bought is called moon shuttle uh-huh. as far as i can tell it's from japan and i looked it up their website to tell you how common they are and it's like you have less than a one percent chance of running into one of these in the u.s oh. they're not rare and sought after they're just like unknown so this it it's totally possible that it's one of those situations like you're saying it's it was in the Alpine areas or whatever. Mm
0: -hmm. The game itself was odd and just not very good. Similar to most of the Krampus movies I've come across. So Krampus (laughs) came across more cartoony than evil saying things like I'll stuff your stocking.
1: Oh my God.
0: So who knows? Is that, um, I mean, it sounds sexual in nature.
1: So I know I'm thinking about your hentai commentary. Right. (laughs) All right, number 14, Krampus and friends. <laughs> as, if, as if Krampus weren't scary enough on his own, some stories feature him traveling with a big old evil family. <laughs> the group of demons stalking your town is nothing to laugh at. Some of their names are just downright hilarious. The door slammer, the window peeper, the sausage snatcher, <laughs> and the door. Wait, sniffer. The sausage snatcher, man. That, that's a good, somebody had that nickname in high school. <laughs> are just a few of the 13 evil cohorts that hang out with Krampus.
0: And why not the window peeper? That's pretty mm-hmm. awful. You look up and you see a Krampus peeking in your window, mm-hmm. probably coming to snatch your sausage or sniff your door. Oh
1: yeah, you hear like, and you look up, and you Krampus creeping and peeping.
0: That's what I love about some of these old legends is that they they just don't quite translate as well. Like the doorway sniffer, that's not scary at all. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want I somebody know. coming up and sniffing my door, but <laughs> we'll just go on. 13, he's old, really old. Krampus first made a prominent appearance in the 17th century. However, it has been researched that he was first spoken about and even worshipped by a pre-Christian pagan religion.
1: Have you Let's get a word from our sponsor. like? to kill a man. man.
0: Hey, what's up, cryptkeepers? Keepers? Are you enjoying the show? If you haven't already, I suggest taking my true crime podcast, Exploring Evil, for a test drive. Exploring Evil focuses on lesser-known serial killers, occult murders, and murders with a paranormal twist, so it should be right up your alley. The Magdalena Soli episode features a prostitute who convinced a Mexican village she was a goddess. She presented with psychosis, religious delusions, delusions of grandeur, sexual perversions, sadism, incest, fetishism, vampirism, and pedophilia. You don't want to miss that one. In the Indian Blood Farm, we cover a case where a man had an outbuilding he was keeping the downtrodden. He kept them weak by continuously draining blood to sell to the local hospitals who were running on short supply. But one man escaped and told the world what was really happening. How about the Body Snatchers episode where corpses had their body parts replaced with PVC pipes so they could be sold for a profit? In the Antron Singleton case, we cover a rapper who killed and ate pieces of a woman. There's always something new and interesting to listen to, and a lot of twists and turns. So check out Exploring Evil everywhere you find critique.
1: Hey, my name is Ryan. And I'm pretty sure I'm Joe. And we are the hosts of Movie Hell, a podcast all about movies and pop culture. We're two buddies who talk about this stuff anyway and wanted to share our own madness with all of you. Yeah, we have these discussions anyway and rant and rave about movies, TV, and pop culture in general, so why not share it? The objective of MovieHow is to bring you reviews and discussions of flops to avoid, new stuff to see, and hidden gems that might end up being your new favorite. Whether you're looking for that perfect movie for Friday night or wondering if anybody else found Mr. Nobody as unsettling as you did, I'm sure there's something for everyone to enjoy, and if not, let us know and we can always learn and improve. Ah, boy, do we have room to improve. You can listen to Movie Howl on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and pretty much anywhere else. Find podcasts are curated. Twelve, he's the OG. Unlike Satan, who he bears a strong resemblance to, Krampus is no fallen angel. Though his stories all vary, they seem to agree on the fact that he is indeed a demon from hell and delights in bringing people back with him. Of
0: course, more the merrier.
1: Yeah, for drinking schnapps and hanging out with the Creeper Peeper or whatever his name was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I wonder if there is kind of a pushback on... The Krampus, because he has kind of a personality that we all have a little bit of, you know, Mm. like there's a part of most people that think it would be cool to just snatch your sausage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the female Krampus, hopefully. Um, Krampat. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, a little bit in everybody that wants to be mischievous. And, Uh you know, they can kind of, I guess, look down on this and say that he's kind of tempting people to do things that are, I guess, frowned upon, Uh you know, like getting drunk and chasing women. Uh Probably most men at some point have had a night like that and probably most have had a lot more than one night like that, but (laughs) it's, it's kind of frowning upon those qualities, if you will. And, um, that may be what kind of scared the religious folk. Mm -hmm. Number 11, he's taking over your television, though an icon of German folklore for longer than any can remember. Krampus is hitting the modern scene with all his demonic power. He's appeared on several television shows like Supernatural, Venture Brothers, Grimm, American Dad, and even the Colbert Report. I think it's funny that they decided to add Venture Brothers in here.
1: Yeah, that was the odd one to me. I mean, I know it's a cartoon just like American Dad, but it's like, yeah, I like the Venture Brothers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and who, I mean... I don't know. It just seems like an odd one. And An American dad, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of is all over the place. They tackle all sorts of things, and I'm sure they made fun of the Krampus. Number 10, he's a trick and a treat.
1: To take the edge off that terrifying visage, Krampus can be found on the front of comical Christmas cards and even in the form of chocolate figures sold during the holiday.
0: Probably go well with schnapps. Yeah, probably. Is there, I know there's some like alcoholic, Candies. Do you know of anything where there's like a chocolate made with schnapps or anything?
1: Uh, I mean, I think you can get a chocolate schnapps. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm sure there are all kinds of alcoholic chocolates and things. I'm pretty sure I've seen some before that are like, um, you know, like you get a truffle that has something on the inside. I think I've seen Mm -hmm. some that have like an alcoholic filling. Yeah. So I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff like that. I don't I don't go in
0: for that sort of thing. Yeah, that would make sense. But I think they they make brandy mixed with chocolate or, you know, some sort of recipe that's made with actually infused brandy and not just like a, you know, a liquid center like Gushers or something, but Gushers (laughs) would be a lot better if they had like you know, Jack Daniels in like the middle a, some, or
1: something. <laughs> I was going to say like gin and vodka, but yeah, sure.
0: All right. Number nine, greetings from Krampus. Most Christmas cards feature families with ugly holiday sweaters or some sweet picturesque scene, but you'll find something quite different in Austria, Germany, and other parts of the Alpine region of Europe. Krampus cards have been a tradition for some time, depicting images of the demons stuffing children into sacks or whipping them with chains.
1: Yep. Very friendly, very festive. I, I actually would like some Christmas cards like that displayed on my mantle. Yeah,
0: I would too. I
1: need to I need to get some more of my friends into that.
0: Maybe Krampus cards will go on sale after, you know, tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might find them at the Dollar General or something. <laughs> uh, number eight, when art mimics life, the idea of Krampus stealing away children to the underworld may actually come from the time when Moors raided European coasts and abducted people into slavery, which was very much its own kind of hell. That makes sense. The Spanish more.
0: But that goes back to the, you know, what we talked about. uh, Yeah. The
1: Spanish more prediction or uh, depiction.
0: All right. Number seven. Cheers. Offering an angry Krampus a drink may just save your soul from eternal damnation. Naturally, he likes the good stuff and it's customary to leave out a goblet of schnapps for him. Leave the sweet stuff for Santa. Krampus is obviously too sophisticated for cookies. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, this is a this is a tradition I will start in my household. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, leave a leave leave a glass of gin out for for the Krampus tonight. Leave cookies and milk for Santa, and, and...
0: yeah, and your kids will be like, Dad, why'd you sleep till two thirty on Christmas?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you left a whole bottle of gin out last night, and Krampus had to ask me to help him finish it. All right, number six, hide your kids, hide your wife. (laughs) In some tales, Krampus doesn't just have a hunger. (laughs) In some tales, Krampus doesn't just have a hunger for children. He will target women and have his way with them too.
0: Too, with an exclamation point. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: I didn't put enough stank on it, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Krampus uh, pretty much does whatever he wants to, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. The final form, number five. Krampus costumes can take on many different forms, depending on which region you are celebrating in. In one state in Austria, Krampuses appear in massive straw suits. In Berchtesgaden, Bavaria, there is another straw Krampus who goes by the name Bootenmandlin.
1: Oh, you handled that very tactfully. I would have hit, I would have hit that. Never mind. You would have hit that butt. I was going to say, I would have hit that. I was going to hit that, I was, I I hit hit that, that butt, butt like it stole something. <laughs> But then I realized that sounds, yeah, not great. I was going to, but would have definitely be, been pronounced very strongly in my <laughs> interpretation of that word. It's spelled, but the way he would, yeah. I was like, just, yeah, but is the word that I'm going to read in that. Anyway, number four, girl power. At one point in the Alpine region of Germany, there was even a female version of Krampus, a witch called Frau Perkta. Like Krampus, she dealt punishment to those deserving around the holiday season.
0: No word on if she was the sausage snatcher or not. Mm -mm. but i blame her so that's interesting um to me i i I mean there's so many different depictions of witches in america we think of kind of a green-faced lady with a black robe and a kind of a tall witch hat or wizard hat yeah
1: we think of the wizard of oz
0: witch right perfect i would think that a female version of krampus Would look more like a Krampus But that could just be kind of a Translation thing I guess
1: Mm -hmm. It seems like in a lot of mythology Or just legends That when there's a female version of something It's usually more alluring Right There's kind of more strategy going on Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking about the Like when you said that The witch that I thought of was Were the crones from The Witcher 3
0: Haven't seen it Tell us what she looks like
1: that's those are the games. I don't know if they have those in the show. I'm thinking about the game because of the, the new season of the show releasing. Mm-hmm. But they're like they can be very beautiful, mm-hmm. but they're actually monstrous. They're just kind of disguised. They can change their form when they want to. Sure. So they lure people in. Some people think that they're doing the right thing by helping them or sacrificing something to them or whatever. And that's probably the kind of thing this is.
0: I always find it Uh, interesting in folklore when something can change its appearance to be beautiful Mm -hmm. or attractive or or whatever. And they don't just stay that way. Like Mm -hmm. if I could change into whoever you think is the most handsome man out there, ladies or men, um,
1: Willem Dafoe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but say, you know, if I I could turn myself into somebody who everybody thought was super handsome and all that, I would just stay that way. I wouldn't go back to being a gargoyle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of those things where they do it just to
1: scare you or
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know, because it's like, why wouldn't the crones just stay beautiful all the time? Unless it's difficult. Yeah. I want there to be a reason for it, but it's probably just because it's like, hey, we're monsters and that's what we do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and there's you know morals and storytelling behind it, I guess too that you know you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number three, the claw. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're being
1: influenced by your Krampus movie. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's supposed to be The claw, like Toy Story. But
0: oh, well, either way,
1: Krampus. I do like your version.
0: <laughs> It, it It is a really funny scene, and I'm sure you can just, you know, YouTube the uh, Krampus that scene specific. from yeah. Krampus Origins and just watch that clip. But it's pretty funny. So the claw Krampus's name is derived from the German word Krampen, meaning claw. Number two, he's a
1: star. The Krampus has had a resurgence in popularity in the last few years. He had his own movie Krampus in 2015 and even his own comic book series. Krampus. yes i I guess i could have said self-titled comic book series
0: and when i i looked up movies to watch uh last night just because i wanted to watch krampus movie and there are quite a few it's not just Mm -hmm. his own movie krampus 2015 literally there's like 10 free movies you can watch if you have the uh, roku
1: Mm-hmm. Or like a smart TV. Like every time I turn on the smart TV part of mine, it's advertising like Tubi or mm-hmm. whatever else. And there's actually tons of stuff on those.
0: You know, you can have a smart TV or Roku and get a lot of good stuff. So, yeah. Number one, it's not for everybody. With the recent surge of Syrian and Afghani refugees, locals of the Alpine towns that celebrate Krampus were concerned that their new neighbors might be scared or offended by the tradition. Before scheduled festivities took off, refugee children were invited to a presentation about Krampus to educate them about the costumes and origins. So normally, I feel like if I moved to a foreign country that had its own traditions, I don't think I would be offended. You know, it's kind of like, this is your thing. Do it. You know, go for it. I'm not trying to come to your town and tell you that krampus isn't cool so yeah Yeah, but that
1: is a really considered thing to do it is like hey we have a bunch of new people from a different part of the world uh let's warn them that we all get sloshed (laughs) put on wooden masks and run around snatching sausage all
0: night yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're gonna wonder why you're sniffing their door
1: yeah There, there are traditions that happen in different places like like when i moved to the town that i'm in now you know it was i don't remember who told me but you know people warned me around halloween like we do halloween here like trick-or-treaters will come on like either on a saturday or the day before halloween Mm -hmm. depending on how it falls it's one of these things that the the town kind of does Mm -hmm. just to make trick-or-treating easier and safer for families and stuff like that that's a great idea have
0: it on the saturday closest to halloween
1: yeah, they arrange it so that they have. There's a big Halloween um, parade,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a big deal in this town. Yeah. Like, it's not a huge town. There's like fifty thousand people mm-hmm. here, but it's really cool. And they, and they do that so you can do the parade. You can participate in the parade. You can dress up and do your stuff. But you can also do trick or treating on another night, and everything's very safe. And the you know the police and the fire departments have all all their parking lots open, so you can do like trunk or treat mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of thing there. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, why are why are all these kids out? Mm-hmm. It's the night before or whatever, you know, like it's Friday and it's the 30th. Well, this year, the parade's going to be on Saturday on the 31st. So
0: we're moving
1: trick or treating.
0: So mm-hmm. that sounds like a wise decision to me. I mean, that's seems like a smart way to go for Halloween. Yeah. And that
1: I mean, that's just a scheduling thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, be aware that kids are going to show up on a different day this year, not be aware that your neighbor's going to drink half a bottle of schnapps and try to chase after your buxom wife. Yes, Yes, absolutely.
0: In Germany, I'm pretty sure firearms are outlawed. So it makes it a lot easier to be a Krampus if you're going to be sniffing doors or peeping in windows.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, In
0: America, uh, if you are coming to live in America and you want to continue your Krampus Tradition—that's fantastic. We love Krampus. Don't peek in windows.
1: Don't do it. Probably not the safest idea. Cramp safely. Right.
0: Most of us have firearms in our nightstand, so don't uh, Mm -hmm. don't be peeking in any windows. Tradition or not. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts?
1: No, this was kind of a fun one.
0: It was. It just you know it's a it's a
1: cool legend cool piece of folklore and i think people have had a lot of fun with it i think it probably is one of these things where you know like when christianity moves in there are these old pagan legends and if they can't be eradicated they're kind of assimilated, mm-hmm.
0: like the borg so, so i'm not familiar with the borg tell me about that
1: oh the borg from star trek oh yeah i only they go watched through the and they assimilate star star Treks. okay yeah no this was a next generation mm-hmm. race uh yeah pretty much everybody listening probably knows about it, but they come through and they just assimilate races. They all are basically cybernetically linked together and they're basically one kind of mass. Gotcha. Like, like an ant colony or something like that. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, that's pretty cool, but yeah. So I think this is one of those things where they, they've done a really good job of integrating it into, you know, the more mainstream religions today Mm -hmm. and, and part of culture and making it fun yeah, and using it to teach a moral lesson. I think it's uh, I think all around it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: And you see throughout history, uh, the church, not just the Catholic church or Christians or in a lot of religions, they will kind of take one of your traditions and work it in to theirs to make it more appealing for you to join their religion. Like, oh, hmm Krampus yeah well he could uh let's see what he what could he do uh Saint Nicholas needs a bad guy we'll just stick him in there (laughs) yeah we need a a red hood to this Batman (laughs) absolutely so we know that most of you guys know about Krampus but we thought it would be fun for you know you to be listening to in your car on your way home from mom's house or you know your your family, wherever you go to, or from your Krampus run, maybe. Yeah. Just to kind of get a, I think if you ask somebody what Krampus is, most people would probably say, uh, he's a demon that comes to take children, uh, that sort of thing, but maybe didn't know the history behind it and some of the particulars that we covered. So we hope you guys enjoyed it.
1: We apologize for butchering German pronunciations. Yeah, I think we did pretty good. We had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, (laughs) I think we had a lot of fun. That
0: equals success. Well, thanks for listening to our special Krampus Christmas episode of Cryptique. We hope you enjoyed the story of the Krampus. Don't forget to
1: subscribe so you won't miss a single episode of Cryptique and tell all your friends about the show.
0: When I tell acquaintances that I'm doing a podcast on the paranormal and beyond, I always get excited reactions and suggestions for shows. Telling someone about the show may lead to a friendship based on mutual interests. Don't forget to check out Exploring Evil and Movie Hell
1: and have a blessed Christmas and happy holidays.
0: And to all you naughty listeners, watch out for the Krampus. Good night, Crypt Keepers.